of shape. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Strike Spare Family Fun Center Studios presented by Omni Nashville Hotel. We're going to be at the Omni Nashville Hotel a week from Friday. Uh, the uh, Moved it back uh, to the 10th. The um, uh, Some scheduling conflicts down at the Omni. They've got a big old thing going on down there, so mm-hmm. we graciously uh, backed it up a week. So it'll be uh, a week from uh, uh Week from Friday, the Bill King Show and our show. Of course, you can hear Brad Powers uh, every Friday morning uh, during the 8 o'clock with Brad. Bad, BradPowersSports.com, the Bill King link at the top right of the page. Brad Powers 7 on Twitter. Brad, good morning. How you doing, man? What's up, Brad? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. What do you, th- what do you think of uh, the two championship games? Just some general thoughts. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we'll start with the NFC championship game. I mean, I, I would say... Uh, you know, disappointment, obviously, from the San Francisco side or just, you know, as a general football fan that we didn't see, you know, San Francisco with at least one healthy quarterback. I mean, they played with a, an arm, you know, tied behind their back for three other four quarters of that game. So, I mean, a little bit of a missed opportunity there, at least to, to maybe see a, a better contest. So, uh, and you know, missed opportunity for me to, to, to make some money because, uh, I had a lot of San Francisco futures that went by the wayside, San Francisco teasers uh, that, that went down. So that was a major loss for me. The other game, I would, you know, I had KC, so uh, that, that turned out all right. I mean, very, um, you know, what, what did, you know, when you saw the injuries, uh, it definitely on the Kansas City side made, you know, the upcoming Super Bowl, uh, you know, an interesting handicap to say the least. Well, it's funny because, you know, Kyle Shanahan's getting all this heat, and maybe he should have challenged that Devontae Smith non-catch on that fourth down play. I'll I'll give you that. But what the hell's a guy supposed to do when he's got, you know, when he doesn't have a quarterback and he has to put a guy back in there with a torn UCL and all he can do is throw a two-foot pass? Uh, he, he can't do anything. So, I mean, yeah, and obviously NFL rules, uh, you can't have that, you know, extra quarterback. Uh, so, I – yeah, I he, he, look. I've criticized Shanahan in the past for, for being conservative. Uh, that performance wasn't one where I've, you know, I, I don't think he deserves too much. Other than, like you mentioned, other than not challenging that earlier play. But I mean, that would have just de- delayed the, you know, the inevitable. I can't even talk. Uh, uh, but I <laughs> mean, Philly is going to pull away no matter what. And yeah, and one thing that I did find interesting because Twitter always. Uh, you know, it was interesting to me mm-hmm. is, you know, I tweeted during the game. I didn't even think it was controversial. I tweeted, you got to be betting Philadelphia right now. I, I mean, and people thought that was very controversial. I, I didn't get it whatsoever. So uh, I got a lot of, uh, let's just say negative feedback off of that. But I, I didn't of, of what kind? What kind of negative? Uh, I mean, <laughs> what, you like chasing uh, ambulances or what? You should read. Yeah, I mean, you should retire. You're a bum. You're wow. Lose. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was that controversial to, to say the least. I mean, uh, I, I just, I maybe it wasn't the tone because basically my tweet was this: is if you weren't lie betting the Eagles in that 10 minute period where you knew that they were going to get the ball because that that, that was going to be ruled a fumble. Uh, that, that happened, the, the play that Purdy got hurt. Right. And then you didn't even know that Purdy had gotten hurt, but then, you know, after they, they over, you know, overturn that call um, and the Eagles get the ball, they're already up 7 nothing. and then you find out that Purdy looks hurt. I mean, how are you not – look, if you're not live betting Philadelphia 
at that point in that 10 minute window right then you, you know this gambling thing's not for you and people <laughs> took offense to that well it got a hundred and uh, Brad though it's one of those hey they're spelling my name right it got a hundred and seventy five thousand likes wow um a hundred comments and I'll read what no, you're saying Hundred seventy-five thousand views. Views. One hundred seventy-five yes. views. You're right. Four hundred ninety likes, but still one hundred seventy-five thousand views. Uh, I've never thought of you as a clown. I've never thought of you as a bum. <laughs> Sharps don't live bet. You'll have to retire after San Francisco wins, so you're still working. Uh, man, dang. that's you know what that is, right? It's just idiots. You well, know, you know. And speaking of idiots, Brad. Um, well, you're talking to a couple, unfortunately, but. You know, this whole notion about from Cincinnati Bengals fans that the game was fixed on Sunday night, that the Patrick Mahomes penalty on the run was fixed because, uh, you know, and I'm sure you, you deal with this a lot. My theory, I had three theories on why the NFL is not fixed, Brad. I want to know where you come out on this. Okay, number one, now that the NFL is in bed with gambling sites like DraftKings and FanDuel, which we sponsor here on our show, you, you know, you couldn't have fixed outcomes. Something would leak somewhere about it being fixed if there were backdoor meetings going on. And plus, and I said this in the first segment, with all the, in my opinion, undeserved national attention that the Dallas Cowboys get, if games were fixed, they would have been at least to five Super Bowls. Now they haven't been to one in 30 years. Well, your last comment was the comment I was going to make. If they were fixed, <laughs> the Cowboys wouldn't be sitting on you know, going on almost 30 years without a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, appearance. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just I can't believe in the year 2023 of our Lord that that's even a thing at this point. I just people can't take losses. So, uh, I, I, I it's not fixed. I mean, I look. I mean, just you know, officials are human beings. They make some bad uh, calls, and there was a few bad calls in both games. Uh, you'd like to see it a little bit better. And people question the officiating. I'll say this about the officiating. We've never at a point in history of consuming football had as many different camera angles, had as many different zooms, had as many different you know close-ups and all that. And every single play is under the microscope when it comes to to all to how we view a game. I mean, we didn't even have a first down line you know 20 years ago uh, in a game, so uh, you didn't even have the, the the score of the game. You know that didn't appear until I think Fox came along in 94 as far as having the score of the game on the broadcast at all times. So, I mean, with the advanced technology, I mean, they're under a bigger microscope, and it just shows that they're human and they make mistakes. But I will say this, you know, there were some missed calls, obviously, in the AFC Championship game. The one that wasn't missed, that was a hit out of bounds. I don't know what to tell people. Right. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, That's that it, the was. right call. Yeah. And I bet the Bengals' yeah. money line, okay? I lost yeah. that. But, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk common sense about some things. You know, sometimes idiocy is a waste of time. Not, not that conversation there, but uh, to give credit to any of, of a platform of an idiot platform. is. But do you look – at re- refereeing crews and their tendencies. And I know they can. you can go through, and this crew calls more pass interference. This yeah. crew calls more holding. This team, this crew does this or that. By the way, real yeah. quick, you know who does a good job of pointing all that stuff out before a game is Mike Keith. Yeah. And, on the and, Titans and, broadcast. Uh, the play-by-play here. Yep. Do you look at those tendencies by officiating crews and, and sort of lay that to the teams that are playing? That's an excellent question. One of the best questions you've ever asked me. Oh, God. Don't feed his uh, ego. Yeah, I, I don't. 
you know, too much, but I know people that do. I mean, I know people that have even made a lot of money off of it, particularly. I mean, obviously, you go back now. I'm not sure that they're making that kind of money on that type of stuff now, but, I mean, obviously, the sport you go to is, you know, Major League Baseball and, you know, how umpires call specific things. But all that's being tracked now, and all that gets priced in a lot better than what it did even 10 years ago. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just – no, where would it play a factor? Like, let's just say for the Super Bowl. I mean, I've already read it already, uh, where you know you, you got a, a, a refereeing crew that uh, calls more flags that, that on average than most. Where's that going to show up? Well, I mean, you can bet just about anything on the Super Bowl. I mean, you can bet you know the amount of penalties over under. So mm. that'll be something that I'll have to take a look at because uh, generally speaking, I like to bet the under penalties in the Super Bowl just because they don't want it, and especially after what we just. You know, in the media narrative, I mean, I'd have to think that they'd be less inclined to call a lot of penalties. They they need to disappear, the, the referees, <laughs> in the Super Bowl. So right. how do you do that? You, you probably let some things play out. Brad, what about, uh, you know, uh, for those that may be hearing you for the first time, obviously there are going to be a lot of prop bets coming up on the Super Bowl, heads or tails on the coin toss, how long the national anthem is, what co- you know, what color the Gatorade is. Do you encourage people, hey, you know, if you want to do it for fun, put a little pizza money here and there, or do you tell people stay away from that stuff? Oh, I mean, there's always a difference. Uh, If you're a professional, I mean, you're going to – you might – I mean, people might have a 1,000 bets on the game, uh, and people – oh, that's ridiculous. No, I mean, that's how big of an edge you can have on Super Bowl props. Uh, So, I mean, generally speaking, what what do you do if you're going to bet Super Bowl props? You mentioned if people want to bet the the fun ones that – the color of Gatorade bet. I mean, look, if you got inside information, you can bet it. Then go ahead and bet that. You know exactly the length of the national anthem. Go ahead and bet that. But keep in mind, you can't. That's going to have to be offshore. <laughs> Those particular right. ones aren't always available here in the states legally. Uh, avoid needle and haystacks. Everybody wants to bet a little one a lot. Like who's going to score the first touchdown and all that. People are going to bet that mm-hmm. type of stuff. I would say bet the stuff you can bet a yes or no on. Usually the no has a – you're getting, you know, because people want to bet yes. Yes, there's going to be a, a special teams touchdown. Yes, there's going to be a safety. Usually there's more value on the no type of stuff on that. You're getting that at a discount. Uh, don't, you know, don't be afraid to – especially as we get close to the Super Bowl, don't be afraid to bet unders. You can bet unders, mm. but believe it or not, player props. So what will happen is the public will get involved later in the process during Super Bowl, you know, a couple Sundays from now. They'll be wanting to bet player props over, Kelsey over, Mahomes over, all that stuff over, where, I mean, you probably find a little bit of discounts when you don't want to bet some unders there. So that's just a couple things uh, to keep in mind. But uh, people are going to bet it, <laughs> I mean, no matter what I say. So if you're listening to me for the first time, where the hell have you been? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, where are where you been, man? Um, I want to change gears with you. Uh, college basketball, I know uh, as you get closer to March, you're going to do that. But just like when you – uh, the lines come out for college football Sunday morning. You're at the window or on the wherever you are to play, and you play however many you play every week. College basketball, when do those lines come out? Like uh, for tonight, they come out last night, and how important is yep. it uh, to get it in the night before before all of us jabronis have all day to play it and move it one way or the other? It seems like the, the pros would really be the night before as soon as those things come out. Another really good question. Uh, it, it depends. Uh, the problem with you know betting those ones the night before, you just can't get a lot down. You can't get a lot down on a college basketball game 
to begin with. I mean, people would say, oh, you can get the, you know, this and that. I mean, it ain't like a even a college football game as far as the amount of money you can bet on it. I mean, at least at an individual book. When those over, we call them overnights, when they come out, I mean, a lot of times you might be able to get 500 bucks on a total, maybe a dime on a side. Uh, so, I mean, it really depends on where your individual bankroll is. If that's a fair bet for you, then, of course, you're going to get professionals betting those overnights. If that isn't, uh, you know, that's a real small bet for them, and it is for the syndicates and, and that that, that, that want to bet. That they have to wait and take a little bit of a worse number on game day as the limits open up, if that makes sense. What is a limit uh, usually for just a regular college basketball week weeknight? Yeah, game? it depends on the book. That's a, uh, another good question. Uh, it depends on the book, but you, you're just not depends on. Oh wait, 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 wait. Three. That's a good questions for Greg that's, today. That's the hat trick. No, was, I hit the hat. No, trick. it was a excellent, yeah. a really good, and a good. Yeah. His head's not <laughs> well, going to be able I mean, to fit through the I, door. I, I, I'm paid to, to to call it as I see it. I mean, uh, a question, I'll, I'll, you know, oh, I'll listen, it, he, he's he's called some of my questions a lot of things, okay, over the years. Well, I, I will say a, a, a pull behind the curtain. Whenever yeah. you guys ask me about parlays for, like, the, the 27th. No, 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 no. I learned that lesson. Uh-uh. I learned yeah, that lesson a long time ago. I, you'll be able to almost hear the eye rolls over, yeah. over the phone. I uh, do. I do. <laughs> Yeah. Your comments uh, dripping with sarcasm. Yeah. I learned that. I've had that hand slapped yeah. two years yeah, ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No All more right. questions about parlays. All right, Brad, tell the people what you're into and, and how to get what you're doing right now and, and, and what well, you're let, doing. Yeah, let me finish my answer. Oh, okay, that sure. That sure, I'm a sorry. Good one. Depends on the book. Depends on the conference. You can get more down on an ACC game than, you know, uh, you know, smaller conference games. So, generally speaking, and it also depends. You can probably get down a little bit more on Saturday on, like, you know, the Kansas-Kentucky game than you could, uh, you know, on a Tuesday night Sunbelt game. So it's kind of a complicated question. But, I mean, a lot of times you're not going to get anything more than maybe five grand down. I mean, that would be ideal on a side uh, if the limits are open up. That's at an individual book. So right. uh, what am I doing right now? Well, no, hold on. Then I'm, that's, I gotta, I'm going to add one more to yeah. it. Uh, I'm not trying to get Uh-oh. four of them. Uh, is that, um, though – Aren't the mid-majors and the lower conferences, you can get sharper lines more with the, the power fives than the ones out there? Because I just don't think they pay attention to them, quite frankly. Yes, but at this time of year, the market is pretty sharp. Okay. In November and December, when people aren't paying attention to college basketball because you got college football, NFL regular season, everything's going on at once, certainly. If I took... If you were going to do anything, but, you know, I'm talking any sport, handicap it, and your best chance to make money by doing it yourself would be picking a few small conferences in college basketball and betting them in November and December because even the average Joe, if, he, if he's got at least a reasonable IQ level, should be able to win money just doing that. There uh, you go. One last question, Brad. Parlays, where are you at with uh, those? <laughs> just kidding. Man. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> uh, tell the people what you're doing and how to get it. Well, we will talk parlays, though, believe it or not, next week. So that'll be a tease to next week. All right. Is, I will be making a lot of parlay bets, but we'll tease that to next week where I think it's okay to bet parlays here in the Super Bowl. Uh, what am I doing now? Obviously, I'm waiting for the Super Bowl props to open up. They'll open up here within probably the next 24, 48 hours, uh, and we'll get after those, uh, you know, people – now, am I doing it? No, I'll have some guys that are even smarter than me as far as the NFL telling me, 
hey, go here, go here, go there. But mainly it's just shopping. You can find a lot of middles. We can talk more about that next week. Uh, and, and then also, you know, college basketball will be starting up here in March, and there will be more info at bradpowersports.com. All right. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right. Brad Powers, uh, really, uh, 